Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez, and back in the saddle, we have missed him so much after a tough couple of weeks. Brad Binkley, how you doing, Brad? I'm all right. How are you? I'm fine, but we missed you. Cam did a great job filling in for you, but everybody agreed no one can replace you, Brad. Well, I don't know about that, but I do appreciate <laughs> all the hard work you guys put in. And I appreciate Cam stepping in and helping out, filling in. He did a great job. And also, thank you, everybody who sent me wonderful messages. And just um, I'm going to get back to you on all those messages in time. But I really appreciate it. It was very supportive and it showed how kind everybody really is. Yes, you have a truly uh, we have built a really nice, genuine and caring community, which you wouldn't, you know, might be different from what you would expect given our theme, but we, people really were feeling for you. And uh, so without further ado, well, let's get you back on, back in the saddle with, let me start it off with a story from across the pond, as they've gone back to saying, Biden went to meet the G7 leaders. The G7 is Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, and the US. They decided to, they do their G7 meeting and they kind of set their agenda for the world, for their countries, which I don't, I'm not a fan of any kind of international focus at all. But this one was particularly offensive to me because on the White House website, they have the statement that they had agreed upon the G7 and it begins with this sentence. How does this grab you? This is the sentence. We, the leaders of the group of seven met in Cornwall. That's in England on the, on June 11th through the 13th, 2021 determined to beat COVID-19 and build back better. Oh, so, that's a new one. <laughs> they are truly getting their marching orders from the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, or whoever started that. I mean, it was a little older than that, but we all know what's going on. This is the Great Reset. And I heard on, it was either the BBC or NPR, where they were saying that Build Back Better was Biden's thing, that he had established that catchphrase when, as you said, it came from the World Economic Forum, where he was taking their orders from them. And it even was before that. We did trace it back to like, I think maybe became most prominent after the Haiti earthquake. Maybe he takes credit for that because he was in the Senate, but I don't think so. It was an international expression long ago. And Klaus Schwab made it the catchphrase for COVID-19 and the Great Reset, which in itself was just the fourth industrial revolution. So they came up with these there's plans of action. There are six kind of plans of action. And it's really funny because it sounds very much like the seven calls to action of Johns Hopkins that came out after event 201, the October 2019 pandemic simulation of a novel coronavirus that would sweep the world and take 18 months and reduce the stock market by 40% and everything else. And those calls to action seem to be reflected in this document, which I can kind of just want to hit on maybe one one by one. Yeah, go for it. All right. So the first one, if people want to see that, it's on thepropreport.com. It's everything you need to know about the coronavirus live and simulated. I, we wrote that when the WSB show ended, and that was February 2020. We saw this coming. We, I, we've been credited many times now for seeing that. It was not a two-week thing, but an 18-month thing. 
might not even be over yet. But anyway, the first thing was vaccinate the world. That's their first thing is to vaccinate <laughs> the world. That, my friend, is straight out of event 201. The second thing is uh, they want to continue to support their economies. I mean, I don't even like to read their words because their propaganda excuses are built right in. But it, they're saying they're s- shifting their support from crisis response to promoting plans for the future that create jobs, invest in infrastructure, drive innovation, support people and level ups that no place or person, uh, regardless of age, ethnicity or gender, is left behind. So a lot of this is the same as what uh, Biden himself is unrolling, but it's clear that it's an international effort and it's obviously not an effort that is that Biden is driving on our behalf. He's he's plugged into the international community. And that's what this has been touting is like, oh, now that Biden's in and Trump's out, we can plug back in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And they're kind of countering or they're kind of presenting it as though we're fighting China. Like China has a similar thing they're doing when in reality, it seems like it's exactly the same as what China's doing. Yeah, it says that the the headline of the article I was reading says the leaders agree on vaccines, China and taxing corporations wanting to convey that the club of wealthy democracies is better friends of poorer nations than authoritarian rivals like China. But I think that it's important to understand exactly what they're planning. So uh, the third of the six items is they are going to champion free and quote, fair trade by reforming the trading system, establishing a more resilient global economy. So whatever their whatever policies that they're cooking up, they're going to use the global supply chain impact, which was in event 201 and in the news from today as the excuse they want to. They're going to uh, ensure future frontiers, both in cyberspace and outer space. This is funny. They're going to increase the prosperity and well-being of all people. I guarantee you this is not going to increase my prosperity. And everyone, everyone, while upholding the value of an open society. That's George Soros slash Karl Popper. Look into it. It means they are going to end tribalism. But of course, I feel like they created tribalism just so they could have a war on tribalism. And this is important, too. They're convinced of the potential of technological transformation for the common good in accordance with shared values. That's right out of that 2010 Rockefeller Foundation document of well, the scenarios they ran to see how to implement technology everywhere, no matter what the zeitgeist is. Then they go on to say they're going to protect the planet, quote, by supporting a green revolution that creates jobs, cuts emissions and seeks to limit the rise in global temperatures. Uh, net zero, um, no later than 2050, have collective emissions over two decades to 2030. I mean, this uh, improved climate finance conserve or protect at least 30% of lands and oceans. We acknowledge our duty to safeguard the planet. I would say that if you are going to cut those kind of emissions, it really plays into the Alison McDowell thing that you're going to transition over to a virtual world that they, they continue to exploit your resources, your human capital, but you get to move around less. Yeah, and they throw climate in front of any other word, and all of a sudden, it's something that gets roped in underneath this in this worldwide infrastructure they're trying to create. 
But it is interesting to me because this goes back to something that has been afoot for decades, which is deindustrialization, which it, it the only reason to do that is climate. Climate isn't just an excuse for that. Now I see what they're saying. They want to move to where how do you how do you reduce emissions? You restrict the movements of people. It's transportation that does the emissions. It's going to work. So if they COVID-19 everybody, it will reduce emissions. And I feel like that is a fundamental element of that one. There's two more. They also throw out this shared values phrase. They use this a lot. And you hear politicians say this. You hear this in their PSAs. You hear globalists say this. But they never really exactly define concretely whose shared values it is and what exactly those shared values are. But they just throw that term out there as though we all agree on what our values are. There's absolutely no shared values. We have a conflict of interest with those people. And as far as the rank and file goes, in my observation, there are only two shared values. Don't take my stuff and don't touch me. As much as you want to be a socialist or whatever, your personal integrity and the fruits of your labor is, I would say, to the extent there is a kind of universal shared value, that's it. And these guys are trying to undermine that very thing. And the only reason we hold these things to be true is that we're afraid of people like that. So there are it is an absolute lie Two more strengthen our partnerships with others build back better for the world through a step change in our approach to investment for infrastructure including initiatives for clean and green growth i think this is gonna is that like electric driverless cars where you don't actually have any individual control over it we are going to deepen our current partnership to a new deal with africa obviously they're trying to push china out of that assuming they're not all colluding anyway. And this is the absolute worst thing in the whole document to me, although I have one more point. They're going to increase the New Deal with Africa by including magnifying support from the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, to most need to aim a total global ambition of $100 billion. I mean, the IMF lends them money, lends them to corrupt politicians who then secure them with the resources, human resources or physical resources of the country. And when there's a global downturn and that country cannot pay back in dollars, say, or whatever it's denominated in the IMF money, the IMF then gives the can go in and absorb those resources. It's a it's a sick old thing that just cycles and cycles, especially among poorer countries. And then the last one goes to your <laughs> point a bit. Embrace our values as an enduring foundation for success in an ever-changing world. Harness the power of democracy, the, the glittering generalities, democracy, freedom, equality, the rule of law. That's bull. The rule of law rather than the rule of lawyers. Law, Rule of rulers is not what they're after. Respect for human rights to answer biggest questions and overcome challenges. Uh, we'll do it uh, in a way that values the individual and promotes equality. So I guess recognizing their right to choose whether to get vaccinated or not, especially gender <laughs> equality, including by supporting a target to get 40 million more girls into education with at least two and three quarter billion for the global partnership for education. So girls need to code in the virtual world, too. They need and it's always been a thing like to get. I've noticed this about like now I, I get my groceries delivered. They are at every step of the way trying to get all human capital into the system, monetized into currency, taxed, and then all the stuff that you would have done at home for your family and not been part of like exchanging money for it and taxing for it. 
that's going to also get outsourced. So then you have childcare initiatives and you have grocery delivery initiatives. And it not only monetizes and taxes all of those otherwise private, you know, agorist type transactions, but the quality is lower and the loyalty, the values are from the state. I went to Taco Bell last night and as soon as I pulled up to the drive through they said, all we have is rice and beans. That's it. Nothing. Then I went to Dunkin' Donuts. They said, we don't have any biscuits. I'm seeing this at fast food restaurants, at grocery stores. The shortage is having a real impact and this is what they can control. You're right. Yeah. And they're not only using those shortages to usher in these policies. I think that they are also a kind of deindustrialization, getting us used to lower quality style of life. There was a great book. I'll put it in the newsletter uh, by Servando Gonzalez. It's psychological warfare in the New World Order. But he was a Cuban guy and he said Cuba was on the cutting edge. That It was the most advanced Latin country. It was it was better than Puerto Rico and stuff. And that that it was a an experiment in deindustrialization. And that that's what we it's been a long, slow burn. But I think that's where they are now. And of course, propaganda is at the heart of it. It's really sad to see that all of this stuff just, it's just a, a function of the way they word things, who carries the messages. There's no way around it. There's no free media left. And they are being bold and ridiculous about it. I saw an extraordinary piece of propaganda the other day. I went into, it was a quick trip, I believe, and... The USA Today newspaper that was sitting with all of the other newspapers that you get. So there's a regular real newspaper. The cover of the USA Today said this. Hybrid babies born across the U.S. world reacts to new generation of half human, half animal children with both awe and concern. And I did a double take because this wasn't something that looked like a comic book. This wasn't something that was obviously fake. This was identical to the structure, the tone, and the format of the USA Today, and it was acting as the front page of the USA Today, and it teased to photos and articles that it had inside. I knew what it was after I did a double take because I had seen ads for this Netflix show on Netflix, but I sat this newspaper out for other people to pick up at my house that came by and inevitably <laughs> people walked up to me and they said, what, what, what is it? Is this real? Oh this gosh. can't be real. No, it's not real. It is a Netflix ad. The USA Today lent its homepage, a real newspaper sold in the newspaper section as a propaganda ad for a new Netflix show. This in an age of fake news is extraordinary that they would even do this and it caused controversy like obviously it would. And that's the point because controversy marketing is a thing. Controversy propaganda. But there's people right now that believe that there's hybrids running rampant across the United States because <laughs> USA Today was willing to put Netflix's programming ahead of actual news. Although when asked if it's true, I said it's as true as anything else that the USA Today <laughs> is reporting. That is that's funny. And I would say last week I brought a story that the USA Today did an article on child pornography and the fbi asked for the ip addresses of every single person who clicked through that article they said it was pursuant to that weird fbi story i told you about maybe a couple of months ago i think it was in february in florida where a guy was getting arrested for having child porn not even like 
producing it and he managed to kill two FBI agents and and wound others yeah then he ended up dying so they're saying pursuant to that investigation they needed all the IP addresses of everyone who clicked through that USA Today article and I said well the USA Today put it there that whole thing was a setup from the beginning for sure but it looks to me like somebody sat down it's like the annual meeting with USA Today and they bought like a bundle of psyops you know like when you buy a bundle of ads <laughs> at the <laughs> but yeah it's USA Today for you yeah. More psyops for your buck. That's right. Exact mundo. Hey, so let's uh let's talk about this the latest on the vaccines, actually, because the um I noticed an article here about the Novavax. You know, I've been saying for a while, I think they just want us to get the gene therapy. They wanna put they wanna segregate out by demographic or ethnicity the type of um technology you get. Well, the Novavax vaccine is the one that's kind of conventional and it is it's more conventional. They don't use adjuvants like uh, heavy metals. They use plant toxins. So I don't know about that. And coronavirus vaccines in the past that have been used conventionally have one of the side effects can be that uh, disease enhancement or immune enhancement where you get sicker from variants. But the news coming out about the Novavax one is quite good. It's that it's 100% effective at preventing moderate and severe disease. Now, I, I have to see the trials because they that could be bad math, just like with Pfizer and Moderna when they talk about effectiveness. But it can't be less effective than Pfizer and Moderna. And it's not being said that it is. But they aren't even they're talking about not even asking for emergency authorization. If they were, I could see those trials that they're actually just not even going to look for that. They're, they're going to go for the approval, which will further kick this uh, the availability of it in this country down the road by months. Yet they're going to take they're going to get emergency approval in other countries so that they can give it out there. But we have such a backlog of Moderna and Pfizer and but. They are also trying to demonize the Novavax one. There was an article in the New York Times that literally said there the that Novavax wasn't coming out anytime soon, despite, quote, lavish support by the U.S. government to the tune of one point five billion dollars in 2020 for 100 million doses, despite not having had a vaccine approved in 30 years. Now, Moderna got the exact same amount of money for the exact same number of doses, and it's never had a vaccine approved. It's never had anything approved. So New York Times is trying to make the Novavax thing look no good. And for me, I thought for people who are not anti-vaxxers, but just don't want to take experimental gene therapy. I actually think it's against my religion, but uh, that they maybe would be open to this. It's not going to be available. And I kind of predicted that for a while. You did take away the options and guilt people into trying an, an, an experimental technology. And I actually wondered how it would work with the boosters. I was like, well, you'll just if you skip this round of being vaccinated and because they're going to make you do boosters every six months, like basically forever, it's potentially they're going to make you do boosters. So I thought, well, if you just skip this round and you just do the Novavax one and they they actually said that they said the Novavax one will be great for boosters, especially for people who already got the gene therapy one. So perhaps they're going to start promoting that. Like your first couple of rounds should be the Moderna and Pfizer. Yeah. To your point about the 
Moderna and or the RNA vaccines, the safety of them, the CDC is scheduling a meeting for Friday to talk about these reports of myocarditis that uh, and heart, which is a heart inflammation, dangerous heart inflammation in young people that they are seeing pop up in people from 14 to 24 or I think it's six to 24 after taking Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. So that goes to something that I knew. I knew a kid. I've mentioned this before. He was 14 years old. He got like what the doctor said. This was 15 years ago. He got a quote cold. And they said every once in a while, that kind of a cold can get into your heart and cause inflammation of the heart and the lining around the heart. So I think that's myocarditis and periocarditis or periodidis, something like that. And it it could kill it kills kids every once in a while, every very, very rarely. So when I hear this happening from the vaccine, it seems to me that there is a chance that the vaccine, that the side effects of the vaccine are really side effects of severe COVID. And I want to talk a little bit more about that in the patron 15. But uh, we have a lot more to get to in the free 30, or at least our last big story is pretty big. Yes, it is. And. In that last story of the Free 30, we're going to answer the question, what do stories of an Austin shooting and an unruly Delta flight attendant have in common? And you're going to want to stick around for the answer because something is happening and it's spreading. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patreon 15, which is the real life impact, disempowering impact of identity politics. And I'm going to give you a real world example. And we're going to talk about what's new in Israel. Everything or nothing. And of course, I want to thank our sponsor of today's show, Berna Technologies. Berna Technologies is a leader in the non-lethal self-defense category. Their live safe motto is to provide consumers with an affordable device, the Berna HD, for just $359, which allows them to protect their personal safety without having to take a life. The Berna HD is not a firearm, but it is an incredibly powerful and effective non-lethal self-defense device that combines pepper and gas with kinetic hard plastic projectiles that will subdue an assailant for up to 20 minutes, giving its user enough time to escape. With an effective range of 66 feet, the Berna HD is more effective than pepper spray or stun guns that have an effective range of only 10 feet or less, and it is currently adapted by law enforcement and private security firms across the U.S. to de-escalate stressful situations before having to resort to lethal means. Over 50,000 consumers across the country have chosen the Berna HD as their self-defense option. In fact, Sean Hannity is a loyal customer and has featured Berna HD on his show in a non-paid ad, actually. Here's how he describes his experience as a Berna HD owner, and I'll refrain from doing my best Sean Hannity impersonation here. He says... I've been telling people I recently purchased the Berna HD. You hit somebody with it and it instantly stops them, but it doesn't kill them. The Berna HD, the leader in non-lethal self-defense weapons. Check them out at Berna.com. That's B-Y-R-N-A.com. And if you use the promo code PROPAGANDA10, that's in all caps, PROPAGANDA10, all caps, no spaces. Use that promo code when you check out and you'll receive a 10% discount on your purchase. Berna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com. Check them out. I'm thinking about getting one. I totally want one. I'm definitely getting one. There's no question because (laughs) I never had a regular gun uh, and I never even considered it because of my special needs son. So this is something that I could feel totally safe with. I'm super excited about it. Absolutely. And if you haven't, please check out our 
patron at patron.com slash propaganda report. You can check us out at the basic truth sponge level, $7, and you're going to get all of our patron exclusive content. That is the patron 15, where we continue the drive time news blast. Let our hair down a little bit, but also give you some hard-hitting, intriguing stories, and you will get 45 minutes of commercial-free content, more than 45, actually, every single day. And you get access to our select patron-only interviews and our special guest appearances on other shows that we go on. And you also get to participate in our patron-only mini Q&A. This is a patron favorite. We always get fantastic questions. One of my favorite segments. Go ahead, Monica. I did a record-breaking marathon episode. I answered every single question on the one that I had to field by myself. And what I did not tell anybody was that I recorded the whole thing. It was an hour. I did an hour one. And I didn't realize that I had the wrong mic. And I had to. Do oh no! Over. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah I, I had to do I've, the whole thing over. I really enjoyed the questions. I, I was annoyed at the first one because I did such a. I was like, it was exciting and fresh. But I did redo it. And uh, but in any case, if you join Patreon right now, you can go listen to that really fantastic Q and A. It's the last Q and A posted. Yeah, check it out. The questions are always thought provoking. Dude, I had to explain my belief in that. Whether I believed or didn't believe or what I believed about the afterlife. It was really interesting. Yeah. Because we did the Union of the Unwanted. One of the things that we posted in your absence was the near-death experience Union of the Unwanted show. So people wanted to say, do you believe in reincarnation? And then someone else said, well, she's Catholic. And I had to like kind of reconcile that. So anyway. Not Interesting. To it helps it was, us it to was a good one. Yeah. tease out our thoughts with those thought-provoking questions. Fantastic. You also get direct access to Monica and I, as well as the entire patron community, the Propaganda Report patron community, which is very engaging and active community. So check us out, patreon.com slash propaganda report, and become a patron. Now on to our final story of the free 30. Okay. Here's the story over the weekend. There was a shooting in Austin. Very few details have emerged. But what they said was two o'clock in the morning, I believe it was Saturday morning. So coming out of Friday night, uh, a youth was arrested. I think he was like, there's a lot of 14s, but I think whatever, he was a juvenile. And supposedly he injured 14 people. It was him and maybe another perpetrator. Some of the vague sketchy details or as there was a dispute between these two guys and a lot of other people got caught in the crossfire though neither of them seems to have gotten injured every witness i heard every name i saw was somebody from out of town Uh, i just got a text from a friend who lives there saying there was a biker rally there but the only people i heard really interviewed about it seemed definitely there's not a chance in the world they were bikers like zero chance so the demographics seem very weird to me of of the victims of the location of the perpetrators of the things that were happening in austin and for me i just came back from austin and they, it was like a, a war wrap. It was like it was invaded. They, they adopted these policies that promote extreme homelessness. And it's obviously they're ruining Austin. They brought all the New Yorkers in. They brought all the Los Angeles in. And this is my, I mean, these are my hometowns now, basically. And, uh, in, in this shooting, though, was the last straw. I was planning on moving to someplace like near Austin, but I'm not doing that anymore because they are clearly in the crosshairs. They are trying to, uh, prevent some, I believe, prevent a gun freedom kind of legislation. And uh, but here was the thing is almost verbatim. The local TV news 
said they were the local TV news was interviewing like the one chick, the anchor woman was interviewing, was talking to another like reporter on the ground and the reporter on the ground said that I was just speaking to the bar owner here and he said he wasn't surprised to hear shots fired this morning because as the pandemic has ended, things have gotten more violent here on 6th Street. Okay. Then I read in a newspaper article, the mayor said the uptick in gun violence locally is part of a disturbing rise in gun violence across the country as we exit the pandemic. And he says, one thing is clear, greater access to firearms does not equal greater public safety. This is what the mayor says. Of course, these are all out of towners who probably didn't have guns or weren't allowed to have guns. But uh, so because normally in Texas to have 14 people shot and nobody be able to defend themselves and put an end to that, I would think that none of those people or anyone near there would be from actual Texas or would even be allowed to carry a gun, bring the guns through the airport or whatever and it says that there were tens of thousands people of people potentially gathered at the time of the shooting i mean at two in the morning there are tens of thousands of people partying on that street that seems ridiculous but what i thought was interesting about that so there it was the bar owner said something the mayor said the exact same thing and then the there was an uh air plane incident and i've totally noticed this really weird airplane incident. this is another story i'll tell you after i take a breath but i will say that the news anchor reporting the story about a delta off-duty flight attendant who was had to be subdued on a plane for making a crazy announcement trying to open the door she says with this return to commercial air travel has come a surge in unruly passenger behavior both at the airport and mid-flight so they keep talking about how we have increasing unruliness and violence as we come out of the pandemic. I have more to say, but I'll take a breath. Air rage is what I saw them calling it. Nice. The equivalent of road rage, obviously. So you said that shooter in Austin was 14 years old. Is that correct? I, you know what? I It was a juvenile and I don't actually believe that. So they're saying 14 people were killed. So I listened to the entire like 20 minute release of the police dispatch and I counted all the people they were going back and forth with of who was injured and who wasn't. And some of the people on the call sounded totally legit. And some of the people on the call sounded like they were guiding the narrative. But one thing that I noticed was I, I only got to seven. I did not get to 14, but they kept saying unit 14, unit 14, unit 14, 14 is on six and whatever. And I was like, okay, I don't think it's 14 people anyway, but I don't, I don't believe it. I think the thing is definitely embellished or false flag or whatever. The reason I asked is because I was trying to figure out before the show why that Linux shooting was trending on Twitter so much. And the assailants that they caught and that are being charged are two 15 year olds. I'm oh, if there's oh a- totally. Yeah, there's definitely an element of the youthful thing, because what they're going to say is, yes, mature, it's like abortion. It's like you, you, they take the marginal case. They take everybody's rights away. So they'll say, like, rape and incest is why you should have legal abortion, you know, or I, I shouldn't say take rights away, give rights. Let's take that language out of there. But I mean, I'm not saying edit. it. I'm just like, let's let me rephrase that, which is when they use marginal cases or black swan events to make policy for everyone. That's a, it's, I wish I knew exactly what trope meant, but it's, it's like, (laughs) you know, an exact, it doesn't, 
that's not how policy, how free society should work. Taking the marginal people and making that the rule doesn't make sense. But this this Delta flight attendant, this is actually the flight I take. It's Delta LA, LA to Atlanta. They diverted it to Oklahoma City. The, what, another thing that the reporter said about the Delta flight was that there have been, this is the back and forth, I think it was CBS maybe, there have been 3,000 complaints of this air rage or whatever you want to call it since January 1st. And that is compared with the past 10 years, which had 1,500 in total. Sounds like vax injuries, actually. <laughs> and let me just tell you, that's a 4,300% increase. A 4,300% increase. And they're saying that people are unhappy with having to wear masks, that that's part of the problem. I can't, there's no way a flight attendant is having that problem because they have to actually work in the masks. They can't even like slip a little snooze in under the blanket. Then another like pure just red flag for me is the witness that they interviewed that as witnessing this wrote this air rage was they said he was video videoing with his camera, but the video, the citizen video you see is of that guy videoing with his phone. Right. So it's not his video. He's not being interviewed because of his video. He's being like, <laughs> you know, filming and him, what he said, phone. what somebody's filming him use his phone. Yeah. Like everybody's videoing right with their phones. And he is captured in one of these video images and they're interviewing him as someone who captured the event on the video, but it's yeah. not his video they're using. <laughs> and what he says was everyone is finally vaccinated and back ready to travel. And this happens. Oh, my gosh. So that's how he led. So anyway, there was I just like there's a lot of propaganda in both of those stories. But the number one theme for me was as we emerge from COVID, violence is on the rise. That's three different quotes like that. And these two stories that I read in one day. And a headline today in the AJC and on Drudge is crime or homicides 60% up in Atlanta this year. Same theme. Well, they're they're rolling out that gun control thing, obviously, for Biden. I knew that was coming and they eased off on it last year. Maybe because it was an election year and they knew if they ramped that up, that maybe people would just say, I'll take Trump because I don't think he's going to take the guns away. Who knows? Who knows? But I do have a few shout outs. All right. I want to thank our latest patrons, mom of boys, Leslie and Jackie. Thank you so, so much for your support. I also want to tell people that I am hosting the second stage at Freedom Fest. So if you go to freedomfest.com and you use the code, write this down, FF21Liberty, that's all caps FF for Freedom Fest 21 Liberty, you can get a 10% discount. It is, I'm going to be there for like three or four days. It's in South Dakota. It's July 21st to the 24th. The people are taking excursions to Mount Rushmore, stuff like that. To be there for the whole time, it's $499. If you use that code, you get $50 off. And it's $399 to add a guest, but you have to register for that by July 1st. And uh, I have to say, I'm pretty excited about the lineup. The first person on the first my first speaker on my stage, the first person I introduce is Maj Tour. I think it's, it doesn't look like it's spelled Tore, but I think Cam was saying Tore. He is the Black Guns Matter guy from 
the monopoly on violence. And I was just talking to Cam about, I really want to talk to this guy. He said I was ripping off his expression, solutionists. We need to be solutionaries or something like that. I didn't mean to. Anyway, so now I want to meet him and I think I'll be able to because I'll be introducing him. Maybe we can interview him ahead of time. But other people who are going to be at that event, Dave Rubin, Dr. Drew, John Mackey, Larry Elder, Tom Woods, Joe Jorgensen, Dave Smith, uh, John McWhorter, who I love, Dennis Quaid, sadly Wait, not Randy Quaid. Dennis Quaid's going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And Catherine Bernard, who we love. So it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, I wanted to just make sure people know about that. And hopefully I will see you. If you're going to go, let me know. I will love to have a meetup with anybody who wants to meet up with me. I would love to see you guys. I'm probably going to be by myself. So it would be fun to have people to hang out with. And uh, I do have a special shout out today, Binkley, of somebody we know and love who we met at Neighbors, Amy. Remember Amy, who's a firefighter? She, Ism Can't sent us this shout out. Ism Can't's another Atlanta big, big supporter who we met at Neighbors. He wants us to shout her out because she injured her back. And she's now unable to work and her medical expenses are piling up. And I said, well, she's a firefighter. I'm from New York. You're a firefighter. You you love to get or I mean, you'd love to get a minor back injury because you will like, you know, be on disability forever. You maybe get paid for the rest of your life. And the medical coverage is fantastic. And as a matter of fact, if you got injured, not on the job, I know a lot of people who would say they were on the job so that they could get that kind of sweet benefits. But Amy has absolutely none of that. She was not injured on the job, so now she's out of work and is not getting paid for that, and she has to pay some medical bills. So she's hurting. I know she's a mom, and uh, Ism can't be in the sweetheart that he is. He ha- set up a little uh, redirect site, so if you go to helpfundamy.fund, H-E-L-P-F-U-N-D-A-M-Y dot fund, F-U-N-D, it's a GoFundMe for Amy, and she's a doll. So if you were at Neighbors, you want to help her out, and she, I've been... She continues to post on Patreon. She never asked us to help her, but uh, she's got the GoFundMe, and I think it's worth checking out. And thank you very much, IsmCast. I yeah, really do love check our it community. Out and wish her well. Get better as soon as possible. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron and sign up there. We will talk to y'all on the page 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day. I remembered most of it. I'll remember all of it tomorrow. (laughs) 